This is a podcast. We talk about running. We talk about other things too. So please come and join us. We hope you enjoy this. This is on the back foot. Um, welcome to On the Back Foot. Today we're joined by, and this is a big test for me to get his name right. <laughs> you should get it right, you've known me for years. <laughs> Darren and Finn. Very so good. for those that struggle, uh, Darren, as in Darren, the lo- name of your local builder, and Nand. Or no, as that's, you that's say, not <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darren and. I got the Darren bit. Yeah, Darren, Darren, it's Darren and. Funny, the the closest I ever get to hearing my name, because as far as I know, I'm the only Adaranand in the world. I'm, I've got Adaranand.com, Adaranand at Gmail, whatever. Yeah. But the closest, so I never hear my name in any other context, except the closest I ever heard was when Darren Anderton used to play football. <laughs> and I'd just be walking by and, you know, the radio would be on, Darren Anderton. Because especially because a lot of people drop the A at the beginning of my name and call me Darrenand. Yeah. So Darren Anderton, Darren, what, Darren Anderton. So uh, that, so yeah, so Darren and then you don't say the titum. <laughs> I just hope it's not the cause of your injury troubles. That's all I can say, you know. What, uh, being linked to Darren and <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that many injury troubles. <laughs> I've had a very few injuries. Uh, definitely not, not like, uh, yeah, my name, my namesake. <laughs> Actually, that was probably not a bad place to start because, uh, so I follow, can you explain how your Patreon works, Darren? Because that's something I follow you on. Yeah. And I get to... Yeah. So I, I basically, it's it's a website where I produce content. So mm-hmm. I do a weekly Monday column called Monday Musings. And then I also put out lots of kind of things that are kind of exclusive. So it's really for people who know my work, uh, like it, want to get a bit more involved with it. Or, or people who just want to read lots of stuff about running because I write... 90% I'd say, maybe 95% about running. I do occasionally veer into other subjects. Uh, and, and so you sign up and it's like a subscription service. Uh, and in some ways, some people sign up because you can sign up at different levels. And some people are doing it partly just to help me out, to kind of support my work, which is why it's called Patreon, because mm-hmm. like, they would be considered in the old days a patron of my work. Uh, and in some ways, it's just there to get lots of good content. Hopefully you like the content. It's interesting it keeps you entertained it's uh, a good little in you know thing in your inbox uh, (laughs) about running which is hopefully yeah heartfelt and and to the point I don't know (laughs) yeah it definitely is so probably that's a bit of an early uh, bit of advertising (laughs) there but yeah I've been following it since you've started really which was in lockdown wasn't it yeah probably beginning of lockdown like March 2020 or something. And then I think you started the Monday newsletter about sort of a year ago? Yeah, I've done, well I've done 71, uh, I have to do one every week and sometimes yeah. it can be quite a challenge on a Monday morning <laughs> sitting scratching down. around. <laughs> what are, and you know, you've got to write something which is not only good but is good enough that people, you know, people are paying for it so yeah. it, it needs to be quite, it's not just a freebie, uh, so it feels like it has to be good quality but sometimes, you know, you're not necessarily bubbling with ideas and, and <laughs> inspiration i've only once a few weeks ago i managed, i didn't get it out till tuesday yeah only I once that. missed <laughs> the monday deadline but uh even with covid i got it out yeah yeah no it was brilliant yeah. and what's that sort of given to people like myself following is it's and it's something that i've always liked in your books as well is that the main theme has been running yeah 
but around that you kind of thread your own story into it so we kind of follow your subject for example canyon running japanese running ultra running now where things seem to be going yeah and then we also get a nice little snippet into your training your running what you're thinking about in these races and Coming from a writer, I think that's why it's been such a success yeah. because you can actually put the words together nicely. Yeah, um, hopefully. I mean, ho- hopefully that's <laughs> that's the reason because obviously anyone could share their thoughts, but hopefully it, it's entertaining as well. But also, as a journalist, I'm kind of always exploring new avenues of you know things like like when I had an injury, lots of different techniques for trying to fix yourself, and and I just write honestly and openly about these things and. Yeah. I don't know, as a physio, maybe I gave you some things worth following up on or something. Yeah, I really enjoyed reading that. So, yeah, the Darren Anderton link in there was <laughs> a little bit... Uh, we've been following, I hope you don't mind me saying, you were struggling a little bit with your back. Yeah, uh, two months out with a back injury. Yeah. yeah, and that was kind of out of the blue as well, wasn't it? It was just in the middle of like a, an ultra run that it started, or was it actually training run? I can't remember exactly when it started, but it, yeah, I did feel it quite badly in an, in the middle of an ultra run. Yeah, uh, and it just it kept like flaring up and then going away, and then suddenly it flared up and didn't go away. And I couldn't, yeah. I basically couldn't run. So it was a bit like having a stitch right in the middle of your back. Yeah, like, like the whole all the muscles had, had kind of tensed up, and it was difficult to breathe. So uh, yeah, I went on a bit of a journey trying to fix that. I went went to see various different people. Did you feel you got? This is me asking the more as a physio now. Did yeah. you feel that you got a reason why your pain had begun out of all of that? I feel like I have. I mean, it's nobody knows 100% No why. one does, no. But I actually think it's from playing football with my son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it was a kind of, we kind of decided it was a rotational, so I'd kind of over-rotated my back. Which, yeah. I, you know, there's no necessary reason why I was doing that running. Yeah. Uh, and, and during, particularly the beginning, the first lockdown... We had for our daily exercise, me and my son would go and play football. Yeah. Uh, and it was beautiful weather, so we'd play for like at least an hour. Yeah. And I'd be basically hooking crosses in for him to try and volley. <laughs> and, and I had to get them perfect, otherwise he'd give me a right hard time. So, you know, just to get, get the ball back. off the ground, arching you back, exactly. Yeah. And it's not a movement. I haven't really played football since I was like 18, yeah. 19. So it was probably a movement I wasn't that used to. So I'd, I'd kind of stress something in there. Yeah. And then I picked up the running. Uh, more seriously and and I guess there was something in there that wasn't happy uh, so I think that's where it happened and just the last couple of days the sun's come back out yeah and he's had me out again playing football and I can start feeling oh. it coming back so I, that that's kind of reinforced that idea that it is from the football so I've just got to tell him you know I, I don't know I'll be in goal or something <laughs> And then you're, well, yeah, you could injure your hands. That would be okay yeah. if he's got a real, like, I'm really powerful bad at strike. diving on the floor, though. So <laughs> probably break my arm or something. It's, it's really interesting, that. So, I mean, obviously, so a lot of my work now is facing a lot of patients throughout the day. So yeah. you'll hear someone coming with back pain. And it really is quite often off something really unexpected. Right. So, you know, classic is like I bent over to pick up a sock. Yeah. Um, or we were, you know, you'll hear one story like, well, we were lifting the sofa, yeah. but the next day it came over when I was like, yeah. you know, just doing something really innocuous. Yeah. Um, I think a big part a lot of people want to have is or hear is like, 
your back pain is wrong because of this mm. and then this is going to make it better and this time period and yeah. I really like what you said earlier that nobody knows yeah. nobody's 100% sure no, yeah. of like what caused your back pain yeah. but it was really interesting to follow through the newsletter because yeah. like it was a different update week by week there was a really nice one you did where you were like positively accepting it yeah. So you're like, well, I needed a break, sort yeah. of. The sort of mindset. Well, then the weird thing is, after when I, because obviously I was missing running, and I was also stressing yeah. about the fact that I was missing training, and I wasn't really enjoying being injured at all. But then, as soon as I got back out running, I was thinking, oh, I had all those weeks where I just could have lazed around, enjoying being injured, <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> enjoy chilling out with a good reason, and uh, I didn't. It's a bit like being freelance. You know, when you're freelance, if you haven't got work. Mm. You, you're kind of stressing about having work and then when you've got too much work you wish you had some time you're, I never have any time to do stuff yeah. and then when you get time to do stuff instead of enjoying it you <laughs> just start stressing about the fact you haven't got any work so it was a bit like that I, I didn't really enjoy my injury as much as I should have done but but there was a point in which yeah. I realised that and I did perhaps try <laughs> I mean that's very admirable I don't feel I know many people who would ever say they enjoy their injury well I think, <laughs> I think in hindsight if you know it's yeah. going to be fixed yeah. Then you could go, well, I should have enjoyed it. But obviously at the time, because you don't know it's going to be fixed, yeah. you're a bit more stressy because you're like, oh, this, you know, I, I want to get this fixed. Yeah. But if you knew that, like, okay, in, in a month's time, I'm going to be fine. Yep. Just got a month. Yeah. Then you could maybe enjoy it. And sometimes they're the easiest injuries to deal with. The ones yeah. where you've got a, a, you know, real set timeline. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's better to fully break something yeah. than just to have something that comes on and you're not really sure because, yeah. you know, I've broken my wrist when I was younger and you know that it's yeah. six weeks in a cast yeah. then after your cast you've got to get it get your wrist bending and straightening yeah. and then you know you can return to contact sports yeah. you know six months later or something and and you've got that kind of yeah so actually yeah you can go well this is temporary and you can adjust your mindset whereas actually you're scratching around searching for the cause for yeah the, for the cure and mine was weird because I it didn't hurt when I wasn't running so yeah. I'd be sitting <laughs> at home feeling completely fine even lifting things it didn't hurt the back yeah so I think oh this is stupid I'm gonna go for a run, run. and then two <laughs> minutes into the run ah, and it, it was like and then sometimes I would get five minutes. I'm like, oh, this is improvement. Yeah. So now I think, and then maybe the next day I go seven. I think, okay, we're on improvement. But then I go back to one again. And it was like, ah. Oh. So it was, it was frustrating, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think the last thing I'd probably say on running an injury, it's really interesting, is so how you said, you know, you, you got it from having a kick around playing football. Mm. And uh, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not elite. I'm not going big places with my running, but I love it so much that it's, you know, like it's it's a real way of life. It's like, five, six days a week, I'm out running. And I almost wrapped myself in cotton wool because I remember there was, I was working at Torbay Hospital and they had like a staff game of rugby and this consultant goes out and he blows out his cruciate ligament. And like, you know, you, you know that the lads want a five-a-side kick about, but you're like, but that, that there where I do that sport that I haven't done for years yeah. is where I tear my calf and then I can't, I can't do my race. I can't train. I can't be a runner. Yeah. So I, I may be frustrating, maybe overly cautious, but I almost wrapped yeah. myself in cotton wool. No, I understand that totally. I mean, if it hadn't been my son in yeah. lockdown, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of, you know, I had to get him out and he wasn't going to go running. So I was kind of stuck. But, but yeah, I, I, yeah, as a, as a teenager, I was quite, I, I loved football and I, 
I kind of love football more than running, but I was yeah. really good at running and I wasn't that so good at football. <laughs> so I had to, at some point, there was a point where I realised I had to stop playing football because it does, it does cause a lot of injuries, doesn't it? Yeah. You all know. You all know. What? Yeah, definitely. Um, and actually thinking about what you're saying there, so when I listened to some of your podcasts, I think you quite nicely put it with someone, it was a bit like the Marvel um, origins yeah. kind of. So your origins was uh, 1,500 metres? Probably or? first discovered running at cross country I'd say cross country yeah because you've been putting some great pictures out I can't remember oh, yeah. on your page <laughs> yeah, recently yeah. you've some pretty serious haircut yeah well I did I did this article <laughs> for this magazine about uh, well they wanted to me, me do an article about nostalgia but it's a running oh, magazine okay. yeah and I just felt well actually although I've grown into this space where I love running slowly hmm. well when I was I was quite a serious runner as a kid yeah and when I run really hard, it almost, I get that feeling of being a kid, like for me particularly, because yeah. I used to train pretty hard. And so I wrote about that. And then I, then they wanted to know if I had any pictures from when I was a kid. And uh, my dad, I didn't even, I'd never seen these pictures. Oh, they were crazy. Great. Yeah. These really <laughs> old pictures from when I was like 14 on a, on a running track. But yeah, some good hairstyles. Uh, and so, yeah, so they use them in the magazine. But uh yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't that good at running, but I was like running the national cross country and national track and stuff, but never, never anywhere near the front. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I was just at, at school. I my junior school, so we had middle, lower school, middle school, and upper school where yeah. I lived. I grew up in Northampton, and in Northampton they had that system. So jun- lower school was, I think, north, oh, five to nine. Uh-huh. And we just didn't do any sport at school. So at age nine, I went to this other school where they were all into sport and they had houses and yeah. it was quite serious. And they sent everyone out on this school cross-country run. And I was just one of, you know, 500 kids going out on this cross-country run. I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. And they kept telling me that this guy, Peter, I think his name was, was like our secret weapon. We were the Reds, Thursby yeah. house. I was like, okay, he's a secret <laughs> <laughs> just gonna, I just got to follow everyone else. So that's what I'm going to do. And, and I just found myself right at the front quite quickly yeah. and yeah. then right near the end I was running with this guy from the blue team so I was ahead of our secret mm-hmm. weapon and the guy from the blue team he said to me it's quite funny actually when I think about it because he said to me let's let's finish together oh, okay and I had like having never done any sport or anything yeah. having not known even I didn't really have even any idea of competition or anything but something in me went right he's that's weakness i'm going for it <laughs> and as soon as he said that without even thinking i just sped off and i won the race and Brilliant. so I, I remember thinking well as an adult often thinking back i think yeah maybe that was you know maybe it was probably was a sign of weakness he was probably thinking oh god i'm really tired yeah but at the same time it was a bit mean of me just to <laughs> but then i thought wow that's quite that's quite interesting yeah you know, i can <laughs> what happened there <laughs> so then i got yeah my dad packed me off to the running club and, and that was it basically okay been running ever since I'd yeah say. and running com- well you're still running competitively i would have said yeah no i didn't i i did this thing when i look back at it i basically missed out my entire what would be considered your senior years yeah so i basically gave up running when i went to university sounds familiar yeah i know it's a wild trodden path <laughs> i uh there's too much else going on i did actually run for the university team well, uh, you, you, i was at liverpool liverpool weren't you because you're a yeah. liverpool football fan that wasn't why i went to liverpool but okay. that was it, i went to sheffield <laughs> as a sheffield wednesday fan was seeing some like <laughs> i just 
actually was there's a long story there as well. I was supposed to go to Cardiff and I got given the wrong A level results. Okay. It's quite a dramatic moment in my life where I thought I'd fail my A levels. Well, there's there someone else who said the just name. A, no, it's just a clerical error. Down. Someone had written the wrong numbers down. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. So I was resitting them, and it was only when I was resitting the A levels yeah. that I asked to find out where I went wrong. Yeah. And they started giving me these really odd kind of results, like, oh, you yeah. got an E in this paper. I was like, yeah, I never got an E in a yeah. paper before. How did, how did I get an E in that paper? And so my dad found out that you could get them remarked uh-huh. we got them remarked and they they said they didn't even need to remark them they just said there'd been a clerical error oh, and, okay. and actually i had the grades so then i was supposed to go to cardiff but i just thought <clears throat> i know i missed half the first year that seemed a shame <laughs> yeah i was i was having fun i was in a band in northampton what was, was your role in the band i was a guitar player love it <laughs> yeah big Middle long hair we were like a grunge band so just lots of power yeah. chords okay. yeah lots nice. of distortion <laughs> <laughs> It was good fun. <clears throat> and uh, I had a part-time job. So I just thought, I'll apply again. Now I know my grades. Yeah. And I applied to Cardiff again. And I just looked at Liverpool. And I, I remember going for the Open Day. And the city was just great. It was just such a it's just such a buzzy place. And yeah. I just thought, oh, I'm going to come here. So I did run for the university team. Uh-huh. Uh, but not with any seriousness. I was, like, training once a month, probably. Okay. And it was quite weird because the guy who'd been my big rival yeah. at school at, as a junior was yeah. this guy, Kieran Maguire. Yeah. And he'd gone off to, I think, Bath University. Okay. And then at the end, uh, must have been, the, I think it was either probably the first year, maybe the second year, yeah. we went for the British National Universities yeah. Cross Country Championship. The booster, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I came like 260th and felt yeah. terrible. And I'd been out the night before as well, uh, like a pretty much an all-nighter yeah, yeah. in Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> I missed a cross-country meet once because of a, because of a big boozing session yeah. at university. So, so some similar threads here. And my friend Kieran, who we'd been neck and neck. We, I'd yeah. win one race, he'd win the other. I'd win the other. We were big rivals. He he came second that day. Wow, in the whole In the whole university, that, you know, British University yeah. Championship. So I was like, Kicking I saw yourself. him afterwards. And he was like, oh, you, you know, you just need one good year, one good year of training. I was like, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I realised how how, you know, different i mean he he yeah. was not coming second although i think he had come he, i think he'd come fourth in the national once as a, yeah. as a youth uh but yeah that was a big result for him anyway but yeah well, i was way 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 behind and yeah so then i spent my whole 20s and till about 35 kind of probably ran once a week mm-hmm. maybe twice a week now and then i joined Wherever I went, I seemed to join a running club. But again, and I did the odd cross-country race, but yeah. with no real... So who have you been a member of then? So I've been a member of, well, Serpentine in London, Brilliant. then Belgrave Harriers in London, uh, the ones that are based at Tooting Beck. Uh, they're quite a well-known club. I can't remember what they're called. Team Bath. Uh-huh. I was a runner at Team Bath. Uh, and then Torbay Athletic Club. Yes. Yeah, which is where I met you. Yeah. Are they under a different name now, Torbay? Are you still Torbay? I'm not a member of Torbay anymore. Okay. There's, I don't know if we want to get into we'll that leave here. That. We'll park that. <laughs> we, were, we were kicked out, not 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 by any fault of mine. So I now remember Torbay Triathlon Club. Yeah, and there were some lovely times at Torbay Athletic Club, yeah. like when you brought Jaffet, um, yeah. which I just missed, actually. I think I joined okay. after Jaffet's arrival. Oh, really? All right. Um, but yeah, and then that's where we kind of like crossed paths, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I met you at Torbay, and we were, we were quite a similar level at the yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. I remember it was a, it was a guy Scott as well. So yeah, it was me, Scott Watkins. Scott, Scott Watkins. Yeah, yeah. 
And even like Andrew Long Longthorpe yep. and John uh, John Parkinson, yeah. we were all kind of in that same yeah. area. So yeah. we were kind of pushing each other and yeah. training quite hard. And, yeah, no, yeah, really good sessions, good sessions yeah. up and down like the seafront. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, grass oh, track as well. And, yeah, the grass track and also Cockington. Yeah. That was a good little hilly one. Yeah. And then the best, the one I liked the most was we did Kenyon Hills near there. Mm. Um, but there was also one where I forget the name of the beach, which is like the next beach on from uh, Torquay Meadfoot, Harbour. Meadfoot. Yeah. Up and down Meadfoot Beach with the wind is yeah. pretty class. Yeah. That's really Although cool. it was always, yeah, I remember because it was always quite dark there. Yeah, always. And, and then <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't tell whether to run on the path or the road. And then, because it was yeah, usually pretty would, quiet. Yeah. So you could run on the road, but then a car would a suddenly bit. come and then you got to get up on the path somehow. <laughs> And you go quite, we were doing like 600 yeah. metre reps, yeah, so we you're going pretty fast. So to get up on the curb in the dark at that pace was yeah. sometimes a bit hairy, but yeah. Yeah, no, it was really good. And, and I think like um, that was in terms of being an athletic club where I trained regularly with the club. Yeah. I don't think I missed a Tuesday night for a good year, it felt right. like, you know, yeah. and, and there was always a Tuesday night session. Yeah. You're running with a group and I felt yeah. that was so healthy for my running like yeah. at that time yeah um i've not managed to keep that kind of thing going in the last few years but right. training in a group is a nice nice one to have and tall bay yeah. athletic club were brilliant for that weren't they yeah 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 Probably. i love i love the the group sessions i don't get down there enough but uh but it's just that feeling of running in a group running hard in a group i still yeah. love it i don't know why yeah definitely just, you know doing you set off and we're okay three two one go and you're just all like in this kind of charge I love it I mean you're not supposed to race your training but do get that yeah, slight race element don't you, you do although I do try not to do that because I find yeah. that can get a bit stressy yeah I like to because I know it's sometimes down there you yeah. might remember Nigel if Nigel ever listens to this he'll kill me but he always kind of burns out the last one and you always think where were you on all the others you know he's yeah. like flying past and I I try to like keep them consistent. I'm like not yeah. not saving myself for like to try and win one of the reps or something like that. Oh, I'll, I'll admit. I, so this, I probably there are some reasons. It's probably a good thing to, for me to do a lot of training on my own because right. I am terrible for getting competitive right. in a or just maybe I, it's not competitive, but I probably do my reps harder than I should. Yeah. And then there's a little measurement in my head going, "Oh, look, you're yeah. you're up on." you know yeah. the shoulder of this person yeah. and it's interesting because I think like I've often ran with a group and been like the second or third fastest whereas maybe I would chill out if I was the yeah. fastest yeah. but there's this like oh I could get as quick as that yeah, person yeah. And, and like especially yeah in a group that is you know that's a definite there's a there's a yeah there were a couple of you'll remember there were a couple of guys who were a bit faster than us like yeah. Lee and Simon and yeah I remember if I if I suddenly like just was feeling good and like I'd go off on the rep with Lee yeah and it was such a buzz it was like yeah I'm up with I'm Lee, with Lee. <laughs> <laughs> come on and then you had like a good a good rule <clears throat> or two and you're like hang on a minute I've got Lee today yeah, yeah. and then it's like a race would come along and Lee yeah. would beat me by like two exactly. minutes poor but... <laughs> Lee was having one bad rep and like yeah. you suddenly thought you were like yeah you're killing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. So, yeah, we, we're coming on to, and it was really interesting, you said it in kind of your first little bit, like, you know, when I used to run you know, more competitively, mm. um, and you're not running competitively now, but I guess, could you introduce what, like, the story I'm following recently that's I'm really enjoying following through you? Um, unfortunately, it's not happening this year, is it? Yeah. But are you happy talking about sure, what you've been sure, yeah. working towards? So I, I started, well, I guess it, 
I started ultra running much against my uh, instincts. So my mm-hmm. instincts are definitely to be a kind of purist, kind of a 10k half marathon runner who who loves doing reps around the green or whatever. <laughs> but then I got intrigued by ultra running, and ultra running is just an amazing adventure. It's not so much purely about the running; it's about the landscape. It's about the experience of being out pushing yeah. yourself for you know not just in running but in in just endurance generally and trying to get you know through these epic distances and i got quite into that and i wrote a book about it yeah uh and it's funny actually someone quoted a line from my book at me the other day uh, did you see that no on twitter it says uh i wish can i look it up yeah of course you it can because it's quite funny yeah to, to read what i actually wrote oh and brilliant it, and it introduces the uh See if I can find it quickly. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Now, one thing that always amazes me with your writing, your family life, everything, is how you manage to be so active on Twitter yeah. and all your stuff. I'm like, if I go on Twitter, I'll go down a rabbit hole yeah. <laughs> and never come back out again. So much I'm not on Twitter anymore because I was like, I can't be productive with this. <laughs> Twitter is my vice for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I put, I'm trying to use my phone less, particularly when I'm with other people. That's, that's, I feel like, yeah. I feel like Twitter is not a bad thing, but it's a bad thing if, if you become kind of, like, you know, you're with someone, yeah. and instead of talking to them, you're looking at Twitter. Yeah. I think that's when you've gone too far, and I have got a little bit like that. So I uh, I put screen time on, but I didn't realise it was just Twitter. I thought maybe yeah. I'm like that with Instagram and yeah. Facebook, because and, I do use all those as well. Yeah. But when I look at the screen time, I'm only on those other ones for like five minutes. So it's Twitter, there's the But beach. Twitter's like an hour and a half. It's just, there's so many, it's just such a direct... Yeah connection with really interesting people you know yeah you know, in if you if you kind of tailor who you, you follow you, you i think you use it quite well because i mean there's a lot of people have i think if i hear anyone diss the social media twitter is the one that gets slammed the hardest actually yeah um and people say people are so horrible on twitter but i actually weirdly i, I find i've almost never done a tweet and got like abuse or yeah got, i feel like i don't know if that's because I'm not saying anything controversial. Yeah, or, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people just seem really interesting and nice. And, yeah. and occasionally someone can get a bit shirty and I just go, oh, that's a good point. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I realise that diffuses Why it instantly. Why are you not screaming at me? <laughs> yeah. They're like looking for a fight and when you don't give them the fight, they uh, then they, they just give up. So uh, This is your zen that we're going to have to tap into <laughs> later. He just quoted me something from my own book and it's about what you just asked me happy but to wait I don't know how long ago it was oh, don't worry. he obviously uses twitter a lot so i'm going through his ah, tweets okay i take it this is the ultra running book not the uh it's quoted from the ultra running book but it's about the 3100 race ah brilliant and i say i say something like i'm not insane i wouldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite funny to read the word for word what it what i say. so yeah you've almost jumped the gun there <clears throat> Yeah, I'm thinking I might open the book with this quote. Oh, brilliant. And then have my name under it. Yeah. I've nearly nearly got to the point where I met him, so if, he, if it's not there, then... Oh, yeah, I found it. Lovely. So someone quoted this back at me. So this is a quote by me uh, from The Rise of the Ultraunners. It said, I'm looking for something to push me to my limits, but I'm not insane. <laughs> and I still want to run. You can't run for 3,100 miles. <laughs> So, so, so yeah, that so is in reference. What's that about? <laughs> that's in reference to this race called 
the Self Transcendence 3100, which yeah. is the world's longest race. Yeah. And it's 3,100 miles yeah. around one half mile block yeah. in Jamaica, Queens, in New York City. Yeah. And you just go round and round and round and round and round until you run 3,100 miles. Uh, and and that's it. That's the race. And, and the, the cutoff time is 52 days. So you've got yeah. 52 days. So it's about 60 miles a day. Uh-huh. Uh, for 52 days with no deviation in where you're going i think they probably go a different direction each day i think yeah. i think they do that yeah uh just not necessarily to improve the views just to stop your body getting lopsided so it's around one block have you got the measurements of that block just <clears throat> over half a mile just wow. over okay square yeah. pretty much it's pretty square i pretty think square. i didn't realize until quite recently that on one side is like a six lane motorway <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah. What, above you? Or? I think to the side. So you're not necessarily running on it, but it's just next. There's, yeah. a, there's one road, the road you're on, and then right next to it is a six-lane motorway, I think. <laughs> or freeway. Uh, there's a school on the block, so yeah. at some point you'll be running through all the kids going to school and then the kids yeah. coming out of school. Great that that's not in England, because yeah. I imagine in America that would be a lot more like... I don't know. Okay, New York, I don't know. <laughs> Might be the same. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they just get so used to you, they don't care. I'd be terrified about running past like, the kids every yeah. day. <laughs> the, I mean, this is like not the fanciest part of New York. Yeah. I know. Apparently, it used to be like when the race began in the in the like I think late eighties, early nineties. It was yeah. a much rougher area than it is now. But it's still, yeah, it's still uh, rough around the edges. Yeah. Say. Yeah. That's uh, that's an adventure, <coughs> like you said. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's an adventure, but it's like you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, and then that's what intrigues me. That's what draws me into this race. Yeah, in which is really interesting because, like you say, you, you you said that was insane a yeah. few years ago writing yeah. a book, whereas now you're thinking, ah. yeah, it's weird, isn't it? What I realised because I think I wrote that line probably at the beginning of my ultra running yeah. journey. Yeah. And I was very much about ultra running still being about running yes but even even like when you i did a lot of mountain races i did the utmb 100 miles in the alps and it's quite quickly stops becoming about running yeah i mean you know having being a good runner will help yeah but you know you uh, there's probably people who i could you know absolutely beat by miles over 10k yeah who will beat me by 10 hours on a race like that you know they just have the strength they have the determination the willpower the organization yeah the mindset the and there's all sorts of things that come into it but they're all things you can like well running ability is like you kind of you mean you can train it but yeah. you know some people are just better runners than others where well, i think yeah. a lot of this can be learned can be yeah that's true developed so that's quite interesting quite exciting you know? yeah it's it's stuff that you can improve well maybe on the eve of my first ultra run which is yeah. a 50k along the coast path just down the road yeah maybe you could share some of those lessons that you might have learned oh yeah definitely uh whether they're <laughs> obviously each race is individual uh, yeah but as a, as a complete rookie yes one thing oh there's a few things i would say one thing is it a bring your own cup race i have got my own cup how big is your cup it's not very big <laughs> i've got a i've got a one and a half liter camel pack Right, and then I've got a yeah, I've got a tiny Innovate. Yeah, cup a little fold up. Yeah, I had one of those. I would. I don't know if it's too late. Get a bigger cup. That's, what, a bigger that's cup. one of my first bits of advice. <laughs> I have this cup. It's like a, it's like a <clears throat> probably a liter cup. Yeah, which I just clip on the back of my 
pack because when you get to those aid stations yeah. you ha- you haven't got the brain power to think oh I'll, I'll have three cups you know yeah. that's what you really especially if it's going to be hot tomorrow yeah. you need to get a lot of liquid down yeah and you'd be trying to fill it out and they're fiddly those little fold up cups yeah. and it, the water spills out and in the end you think oh, I can't even be bothered yeah. and you won't drink if you get a big strong cup yeah fill it up drink the whole lot and do you think I'm much better one and a half liters in one about reckon I might be about five was it fifty k yeah yeah, you probably got quite a lot. It depends how hot it is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm probably talking about longer runs. Yeah. But if it's hot, yeah, and you get near the end, you get to those A stations because you're not going to yeah. be bothered filling up that no. camel pack because oh, no, it's inside not. the bag. Yeah. And you're going to be relying on your cup, I think, by yeah. the end. So okay. I would just find think about a big a cup. plastic cup if you can find one. Okay. That's my one because everything's you try and make everything light yeah. and small, and that's what these fold-up cups yeah. are. I just get this big one and, and strap it on the back. Nice. It's, it's, yeah. Great. That's a great... I like a practical tip. <coughs> yeah, it's a practical tip. So we've got a practical. Uh, second tip would be... Like, so, I, well, yeah. And we've actually run the first section yeah. of the Coast Path well, together. So is it, where does it start? Kingsway. Starting in Kingsway. So that first section is brutal. Yeah. And because you'd be fresh, you yeah. could probably run up those hills. Yeah. I would You're be tempted not to, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking this. Yeah, because you unless you're like really bad at walking up hills and you're just better at running up them. I know because I knew when I first trained yeah. on that section when I first started ultra yeah. running. I know when you come from a shorter distance background, yeah. the idea of walking feels like you've lost already. Right? Yeah, you shouldn't be walking. Yeah, this is like a running race, and 50k is not that that no. far. But I just those first hills, and then anything that's super steep, I would yeah. just walk. Yeah, because there's enough on that route that's yeah. fairly flattish. Yeah, that's not too steep. No, that you'll have plenty of running still. Yeah. I would just be careful because some people will get caught up at the beginning yeah. and be like fresh. Like that man sands, is yeah, it? like that's a steep one. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. No need to run that, is there? No, no. no I, well, that that's a particularly steep one. I don't think you would run that one anyway. Yeah, right? but if I'm running on that, <laughs> something's <laughs> yeah. <going> wrong. <laughs> but I was thinking of some, of, even some of the less steep ones. I yeah, would, like particularly just coming down out of. Kingsweir, there's yeah. a couple of a lot of steps yeah. going up. Yeah, I wouldn't. If you feel like you can bounce up there with no effort at all, fine. Yeah. But if you're starting to feel any effort up those hills, well, I've kind of just dial it back. Yeah, I was, and I was kind of thinking that it might be better to save some of that effort for last, yeah. like ten miles. Yeah. Or maybe later, because I know they say the marathon is, you know, what is it? Ten miles with your head, ten miles with your legs 10 miles with your heart or something right. that makes it 30 miles so that's not right. <laughs> 10k maybe <laughs> 30k maybe a third yeah i think with an ultra you're probably i mean it, again it depends on the race and the distance but yeah. i reckon yeah it's a similar thing but i think you probably that last 10k is more like this last half of the race yeah right so you're going to need a lot of that but i think if you can preserve your legs a bit early on you'll be you'll be flying past people who raced up those early hills yeah for sure good you know there'll be sounds nice doesn't it yeah yeah you want to be doing you don't want to be that guy sat on the trail you know head in his hands go i can't go on you know then you you know then some guy runs by who started off nice and carefully and particularly like you're competitive i know what i'm like yeah you know the, the temptation is to go Go, yeah. You know, you'll see a couple of guys going off ahead, and you think, "Well, they don't look any fitter or yeah. you know, stronger than me. I can run with them." Yeah. But I just, especially yeah, that first section is very hilly. I would dial it back. My third tip, and I think you're, having talked to you about this before, you're probably quite good at this, is not fixate on the watch too much. Yeah. 
because I know in marathon running, you know, you want to know you're hitting your splits and all that kind of stuff. And I think the problem in ultra running is that the distances are just too big. Yeah. uh, And that if you start thinking, so like when your mind's fresh at the beginning, you go, I got 50k, it's fine. You get like, I've done 5k, I got 45k. (laughs) But like once you get to like 20k to go, yeah, yeah, that just seems huge. Yeah, you know, you're sure. exhausted, and you look at it. Oh, 20k to go, and then you run for what feels like an hour, and then it's like 18k. To go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hardly happening. You know, whereas if you just forget about it, you just think, I keep moving, I stay in the moment. Yeah, I'll get there. You know, I just keep going, keep feeling the pace, feeling the trail, feeling the views. Just be in that moment, and you will get there. Just keep. I keep telling myself, you're going to get there. You're going to get there. Just keep going. As long as you're moving forwards. Yeah and you're not sat down, you're fine. You're, you're doing good. doesn't matter what the pace is. doesn't matter how far there is to go. Yeah. You know, because it's just a killer. I'm not joking. Every time you look at your watch, it's always further to go than, you, than you're expecting. Yeah. And you've always done less than you're expecting. Yeah. And the pace is always slower than you're expecting. Yeah. And that always is just like, it's just like being winded. It's like, oh. <laughs> did you have something like this in your recent, you know, you did... And it was pretty amazing. You did 100 miles on the track, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you? I, I feel like you touched on something similar to what Yeah, well, I tried to. On the track, it's tricky because they've got a massive clock which you pass every <laughs> lap. So it's, a, it's yeah, <laughs> uh, every 400 metres. And, and so it's a bit harder. But I did actually take my watch up so that I wouldn't look at it. Yeah. So at least I wasn't obsessing like the whole way around the lap. Yeah. Uh, and it does kind of work because you stop, you know, if you just see a clock, you start filtering it out and yeah yeah i mean i i did i did 24-hour track race for the second time yeah and the first time i was definitely in much better shape i was much fitter stronger uh and i only did 89 miles yeah which isn't too bad but it's not great yeah and then this time i did 103 miles or something but But i was much less physically i I only had a few weeks notice to do it i hadn't done much training but it was all about the mind i just didn't think about time, distance, what speed I was going at. I just kept moving. This this thing was just keep moving. And also you find, you, I mean, I don't know how, you know, 50K, whether you'll quite get to that point, yeah. but there's this thing they call the pain cave, you know, when you yeah. get deep in like, <laughs> deep in the struggle. And then you find some really interesting stuff in there. Yeah. And so I came, it was weird. It, and and I, it, I wrote about this and it yeah. sounds super cheesy yeah, no, in okay. hindsight. When you when you tell it later, yeah. But I just got I'm, so it's in London and it's night time. I've been going for I don't know fourteen, fifteen hours, yeah. And I'm really in in the pain. I'm really struggling. And then I just said to myself, I feel no pain. I feel only joy. <laughs> I was like, I feel no pain. I feel only joy. And I kept saying it. Yeah. And this big grin came over me, and all the pain just left my body. It was amazing. That is amazing. I was like, and I, I was almost like shouting, I feel no pain. I feel only joy. And, uh, and 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 that that was uh, the weird thing about it was then in my next ultra I tried the same thing I was running along I was struggling I said I feel no jo- I feel no pain I feel <laughs> only joy, joy. <laughs> yeah you've got to not get it wrong the wrong way around slip, which yeah. is I feel no joy only there. pain <laughs> but it didn't work it was oh. like no that doesn't work yeah so oh, look at this. he's yeah. a guest on the podcast today yeah so for the benefit of the listeners Finn's wife Marietta has just got home. Well, no, I've already done one where I was the interviewer, and now I'm being the interviewer. And also, you're opposite somebody. Which is yeah, really a bit, interesting, yeah. A bit, a bit weird. Maybe. 
It's yeah. great, actually. Yeah. Because I mean, okay. the other thing about runners is we always run alongside each other. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're probably quite bad at like I looking each other in the eye. should sit facing the piano, both of you. Yeah. <laughs> but then the microphone's there where yeah. it picks us up. Yeah. That's good. Means, yeah, you have, really means you have to pay attention, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's true, it's true, because when you're running, which makes it nice because it's less, you can have pauses, can't you, yeah. when you're running, because you can't see each other, and you're doing something. Can I Yeah. yeah. So oh. <laughs> which is quite... Sorry, I had to do your website. Yeah. 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 It's really nice because she's managed to find ways to get involved yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in your project. Yeah. yeah. Both the way of the runner and my own personal website. Yeah. Have you seen my own personal website? I have been on yours. It's yeah. very good. It's very stylish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should enter it into an author's. Okay, cool. I'm thinking what camp of yours I need to come on next, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Cause I, would all, I could offer myself as a pair of like hands as well. Oh, yeah. You get a which, discount for that. So if, if you're thinking of one, yeah, well, let me know. Yeah. But, We'll see. So if one of your camps looks like it's struggling for numbers. Well, you know what? We're it's got really good recently, yeah. and also the Financial Times are writing a big article oh, wow. about our camps. Oh wow! In a couple of weeks, so yeah. I'm expecting to be inundated. Yeah. Uh, which is a slight slight shame. It's not a shame, but like our Chamonix retreat yeah. is almost booked out. Yeah. There's only like three nice places one. left. Yeah. And then. Uh, there's two, there's two, there's a writer's one and yeah. then the Dartmoor one with Damien Hall. Again. Maybe it's the writer's one I need to get on. Yeah. Maybe that's an untapped something. I'll just yeah. follow your footsteps even further. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so you, you were, we'll go back to where we were. You were saying... Oh yeah, so I tried it in this other race and it, and it didn't, it didn't work. So sometimes you've got to find these things yeah. in the race. They have yeah. to be kind of spontaneous for them yeah. to actually work. Uh, you can find things that work. So you, I don't know, some kind of mantra. But there is lots of research. I don't know if you read that book, Endure, by Alex Hutchison. Yeah, Hutchison's brilliant. And he talks about, you know, the power of the mind and mind yeah. tricks. And even though you know you're tricking yourself yeah. by saying these things. So I was aware that I was saying this to make myself feel better. Yeah. But it didn't matter. That was what yeah. was amazing about it. I was aware. The first time. Yeah, the first time. Worked. And I, I was like, I was just like blissful. I was looking at the London skyline. I was like, feel no joy and I feel no pain <laughs> I got it right that time I feel no pain I feel only joy and it was just like I was like this is amazing yeah uh, and it really re- revitalised me although then there was a point in that race where I started struggling again yeah and then this time I got myself going by and, and quite dramatically I was struggling I really had this goal to get 100 miles yeah and, I, and they kept telling me oh you could do it you could do it but it's close yeah and I realised I had 16 miles to go in four hours, which seems wow. like nothing, right? But yeah. but when you're at the end of... You've been running for 20 hours around a running track. Yeah. That's kind of touch and go when you can do that. But <laughs> then I started thinking... I, I got kind of cross with myself. I was yeah. Like, 16 hours? You can run that in two hours. What's wrong with you? So these, are my, of... <laughs> these are my favourite bits in, <laughs> in your books because... I love it when somebody breaks character because yeah. to me you're very relaxed yeah. though very competitive yeah. but you're very relaxed you're yeah. calm you're yeah. like you know sage is a good word I'd probably yeah. use so when I hear when you have your little breaks yeah. and your little wobbles that come up well it was quite powerful great. though because I yeah. was like I was actually I was saying it under my breath but I was actually being I, you know it's terrible but it, I was using it as motivation but I was being rude about the other runners I was going 
these guys aren't even right. Look at them. Look at them all. They're hopeless. You're a proper... You've been... With, I said, oh, and I swear. So you've been running with the fucking Kenyans, for Christ's sake. What are you doing? Look at you, jogging around this stupid track. I was like, come on. And I was like... And I was like... And then I started... Slapping your thighs. Yeah, I was slapping my thighs. And also, fist pumping the crowd. I was like this imaginary oh, crowd. Wow. And I started going fast and fast. And then the guy who was winning the race... Kind of, I caught up with him. I mean, not yeah. not in real terms, but on that lap. Yeah. And then I ran four laps at his pace, and you could tell he was getting really annoyed because this guy who'd been like miles behind him was suddenly running with him, which was fair enough. I could yeah. understand that. But he then so then he stopped. But I was like, I could keep. I'm 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 on your pace now. I was like, so if you're saying tomorrow, I go a bit Charlie Sheen rather than Charlie Baker. Well, you got to pick your moment. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick your moment because it doesn't last. You can't do that the whole race. No you'll totally burn out yeah sure because you're so, probably you're yeah. probably using adrenaline almost yeah exactly to fire yeah. you through yeah that so you've got to really find your you've got to find your point where where you're kind of really struggling but you're within i find you have to be within sight of the end yeah so that you can get away with like because you so you do every time i've kind of had that kind of experience you do kind of come down a bit from it but not yeah. not not like a total crash but it doesn't it doesn't last so you've yeah. got to if you did that like in the middle of the race for example you might be burning up too much energy yeah but if, if you're you know within sight of the finish you can but i think again i think it has to be a bit spontaneous i don't think you can just forgive this question because i'm going to try and put i've got the thread of a question in my head and and then you might be able to help me make it a question and yeah. give an answer and it's something that i've picked up reading your books and then i've also got from my kind of outer outer perception because outside I've never been in the ultra running world of so I think there's a little bit in there of me working in healthcare and my dad was a mental health nurse as well so if I start over there when I've looked at ultra running from the outside it's kind of like why you know why Mm. go that extra bit and the there's a cynical side of me says well they're just running in a horrible like say like the Barclay marathons yeah you're just doing something that's so horrible that nobody else wants to do it so that you can win. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, being, it's like finding that niche and niching down and niching even further. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because it's like, because that's, I think you said at the start of your book from a sort of purist, you, know, you, mm-hmm. you almost use it like a purist, you know. So the 10K, let's be honest, so let's say Kipchoge, or you could say he is the greatest runner. Mm-hmm in the world now I don't know how he'd fare in an ultra run I feel like yeah. he'd fare quite well because yeah. his mindset or spirituality yeah. whatever you want to say so strong yeah. um but yeah so so then it was kind of like okay so it's it's an almost an unhealthy yeah. side and and I think as you went through your book you could see that a lot of these runners had like a a, a traumatic backstory or yeah. something which was there like they're like why so then I was like, okay, so this is really interesting because mm. there's definitely that side to it. First of all, it's one route for me is, do I really want to, you know, do I really need to hurt myself for my hobby? Do I need to go down that, like, mm. in digging around these dark places, like the, the pain cave? And then I think from there, then you start to look and, and you look at some of the ultra runners and you think, well, yeah, maybe are they just trying to find something they can win at or, or or is there something else that's driving them what's their why and actually like through your books I was like wow he's shown incredible resilience because I, I think following your story 
and uh, I love them because, like you know, I think we even saw it in in uh, your first book when you ran Labour Marathon, mm. and you got to a point and you were talking about your kids and yeah. like they were cheering you through it. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. That was that was your why, and yeah. that was inspiring. <clears throat> and so you you, you move there, and then you're kind of like, okay. So from that, then it's like in the ultra run, I haven't, and maybe you haven't reached it yet, but it's like, well, what, what, what is your, your why? Why, why? Because, because you're showing, you're showing a real strength of character and mental mm. toughness, and I think spirit is a word that I yeah. use because it's like, you know, what gets people through tough times is a, a sort of plucky spirit, isn't it? Yeah. So you're, but. I haven't heard it yet, and I'm not asking for a deep, like, personal mm. thing, but like, I'm really interested in seeing if maybe that's where it's going to come to in your next book. Yeah. Something will either it will or won't, and maybe that's it. Sometimes it's just running, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see what I'm the, t- the thread I'm trying to yeah. tie on here? Well, the fair, there's a quite a lot in there. I mean, one yeah. thing I think is is it isn't all pain, and no. Like, uh, I know we'd call it the pain cave, but I actually I use that terminology a lot because I think people like it and it and it and it is yeah. it is descriptive and but actually I don't think it's that accurate and there's a picture particularly there so the spine race was on recently which yeah. is 268 miles across the Pennine Way in one go in January yeah. and so it's dark it's wet it's like miserable it's driving rain it's cold so it's pretty much I I'd say it's the hardest race in the UK for yeah. sure. And there's a picture of Damien Hall and I can't remember the guy, Kim Collison. Probably taken by Jamie. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Kim Collison, although it's not like a very professionally taken photo. Oh, sorry, Jamie. (laughs) There's a picture of them like 24 hours into the race. Yeah. And they're just, they're running together at the front of the race and someone's taking their picture. Yeah. And you've never seen two people looking so happy. I mean, they've got the biggest grins on their faces. And you think, how can you be that happy after 24 hours running through driving rain, freezing cold? So I think there's a, there's an intensity to the experience, which because it's an effort, we yeah. we put it down as like hard and difficult because we're kind of programmed that life should be easy, mm. that like if temperature is comfortable, that's good. If it's cold, then you need yeah. to do something about it and that's bad and that's, you know, why would anyone be somewhere where it's cold? But actually sometimes that just alert, alerts the the makes the senses more alert and isn't that so interesting that like your your initial thing to look at ultra running like my outside view was so it's almost masochistic yeah, yeah. like and and then I, this morning i was up near lidford gorge and i camped in my van i needed a wash so yeah. i was like well go in the water yeah and i was trying to like be the Iceman vim hoff yeah. and it was freezing yeah. but actually you know before i knew it i was having fun yeah i was like laughing yeah I, and, and yeah I think almost like the judgments of whether this is painful whether this is happiness whether this is a kind of like judgments we put on yeah. these experiences but actually they are just really intense experiences yeah. of being out in the wild of being alive being you know your body being stressed but not necessarily your mind you're not in a yeah. dangerous situation you're not in your life's not in danger you're not yeah. gonna it's not like there's you know unlikely to fall off you know i mean people do obviously in the mountains you can fall off the cliff but yeah it's not like at the front of your mind it's not so you're not in danger it is it is a kind of controlled environment yeah but it's a very intense experience because of the length of it so i'd say it's not all pain but then you're right there are people who who go into it who've kind of come from a dark place and i think yeah 
I think it's not that they want more of that. It's just that they through the ultra running, they can kind they've of the skills. deal with that and yeah. they kind of confront it and it kind of strips you away. It's yeah. almost, I don't know, maybe like some kind of therapy and that you can yeah. strip away all the kind of pretense of, yeah. you can almost be like, like when I'm talking to myself, yeah, yeah. it's almost like I've become really honest with myself. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. And you can be, you can have quite interesting conversations with yourself after Thirty hours in a race, Perhaps on top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, I did once record a conversation. Well, not a conversation. I once recorded myself halfway up this mountain. I don't know if I still got it, but it is hilarious. I'm like oh. cursing and and. If you can dig it out, yeah, um, on the back foot would be the okay. perfect yeah, place yeah, for yeah. it. To, to I'll see that. if I can. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a nagging feeling. I lost it on a phone, yeah. but I'll see if I've got it. And and I'm I'm like. 25 hours into a mountain race and i'm going up this it was actually i I rarely used my strava after the first few races but just i think that was the last one i used it and the last mile had just clocked by in 44 minutes (laughs) so that was a mile in 44 minutes so i was really struggling at this point and i just pulled my phone out and started cursing how long this hill was and how cold it was and what was the point and all this stuff and but in a way I don't know. So, so it kind of strips you bare, and you can be quite honest with yourself, I guess. Yeah. And and I've had some interesting conversations, which maybe were <laughs> with others or with no, self. with myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late, late on in races, yeah, we kind of see your whole life from a slightly different perspective or, or oh, elements cool. of your life in certain. It doesn't necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of almost thinking about this for the first time. Yeah, no, so that's I don't great. know if it. No, it's something that you necessarily resolve anything but yeah. but i guess maybe if you're in a dark place it, it yeah. can bring stuff up and, and, and you can think about it and talk about it yeah. to yourself yeah in a kind of stripped back way yeah uh there was a third point to your third angle to your question oh my yeah. why and the why because yeah, yeah. yeah people often say that to me like you've got to have like you've got to have your, your trainers your training your nutrition and your why that's yeah, ultra, yeah. Often i've heard it. it and i'm i'm in a slightly unusual position because i'm you're Part, sort of a voyeur, yeah, first, aren't you? Yeah, you exactly. come in with your writers. Exactly. Mind. I'm doing it because I write about it. And so that gives me a kind of disadvantage in a way you would think. And I actually even Maybe had this... secret weapon. I even had this thing <laughs> in, in these races that it would be quite good to write about the experience of not finishing. Yeah. So I'd often think, well, maybe this is the race I yeah. don't finish. So far, I've finished every race. Yeah. In the race, you know, were you really looking for an excuse to stop? I've got yeah. that. I've got this yeah. is the race. You don't get yeah. it. But something keeps pushing me on. Well, that's why I think it's going to, something's going to show up in your fourth book. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. If it's just stubbornness. I've spoken to ultra runners. Not all ultra runners have got these demons. Like no. someone like Killian Hornet has got a very happy childhood. Yeah. I spoke to Zach Miller and he, he he's a famous US ultra runner. And so what, you know, what pushes you on? Yeah. Because he's, he's kind of famous for really... Pushing hard, even yeah. when he doesn't even need to, even when yeah. he's already in the lead. Yeah, and he he just says, well, he just said to me, he thinks it's just stubbornness. He's just yeah. like, I, I just tell myself, I've got to do it. I'm yeah. here, I've got to do it. And just doing something well, and and you, you set yourself out, you set yourself this challenge, this bar, and you, you're going to you know get to the end of it. I think a nice one coming back a few minutes ago when you were sort of saying about the intensity of the experience mm. as well, though as well. So it's kind of like. I was thinking this about England because I've had a lovely few days camping in my van. Like for me, I I love England because you can play anywhere. So when I lived in Canada for a couple of winters, only winters, but 
I didn't really want to stray too far off the trail because there could be a grizzly. Right. There could be a cougar. Yeah. You can so so like England has that safety and as you get a bit older as well because a lot of, we know like ultra running is the creme de la creme of the middle age crisis and that please don't think yeah. that's what <laughs> I'm saying you're having or no, I'm not middle age yet. Maybe when I'm middle age. <laughs> <laughs> but um maybe it's a it's a safe adventure. Yeah. as well and and like if you're looking for the intensity of experience you sound like a bit of a thrill seeker you're in a band when you were younger you mm-hmm. know like you you also are going so yeah. like coming back to the adventure there yeah. definitely is the big fun side in ultra running and I actually think one thing that I've learned from my road running years is that there sometimes have been times when I've got too focused on the goal and the yeah. training schedule and taking the out of my running trying to count the mileage and all of those things where there is a lot more freedom in well I've just got to go out for this many hours and I might as well make a nice route because yeah Yeah, it does feel like in in marathon running pretty much not everyone but like probably 90% of people in a marathon have got a goal time are quite determined to try and beat that goal time and we're very happy if they beat that goal time where it feels like 90% 90% of the field in an ultramarathon just want to finish it. Yeah. And then, you know, they can come top 50 or top 20 or top 100. That's like, it's kind of a secondary thought. If you yeah. can be further up the field and do it in a slightly faster time, then you might have done that. That's secondary. But the kind of key goal is just finishing, you know, and yeah. that, and that's, and that's achievement enough. So, so in a way that, that, yeah, it takes away a little bit of the stress about the yeah. timing and, it, and then it becomes more of this like adventure. I mean, I was talking to Damien Hall and he, I quite like it and, and we've talked about this, but he talks about, you know, when he's on these big adventures, he almost pretends he's like Frodo on some kind of mission to save the world. And yeah. there is that, you know, that sounds silly on one level, but there is that sense that you're out on this, you know, this yeah. kind of epic adventure. Yeah. And you, you know, you're on a mission to get to the end, and you, know, you can't just stop. Yeah. You know, I often say to myself, "This is a race." You know, yeah. I haven't just come here. Just I well, could just run I, along here the whole time. I've but... come to visit Yoda. Before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Obi Wan. No yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. That says bad things about. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering who the who the who the Yoda of ultra running is. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean the the Yoda of of marathon running or not even marathon running probably track running brother calm brother calm yeah you've you've met him haven't you he's got that yoda thing but he's he's one hell of a guy as yeah well. i loved him but we were so lucky to get a little sit down yeah, and chat with him weren't yeah we? yeah he loves he does love talking he pretends he doesn't but he actually <laughs> he get once you get him started he, yeah. he doesn't stop although his assistant ian is is also an up-and-coming yeah, yoda he's as brilliant well. isn't he but yeah, ultra running. I don't know who the Yoda is. Who's the person who's full of wisdom? And I don't know. I don't know. Good question. From Jamie, he because I, I chatted with the lads and yeah. he was asking who are your ultra running inspirations and why. So you're kind of hitting on that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so I went into ultra running not really knowing any ultra yeah. runners. Yeah. Uh, I guess I must have probably heard of Killian. Yeah. Uh, I've got, uh, uh, yeah, so I do think Killian, I met Killian, he's a lovely yeah. guy. Uh, I do feel like he somehow sucks, the whole sport seems to treat him like a bit of a godlike figure. Yeah. 
and I do feel he's somehow been overhyped, not through his own doing. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Francois Verhein has won UTMB more times. Yeah. Carl Egloff, who nobody knows, has yeah. broken basically all of Killian's records, but yeah. no one cares. And then there's this slight uh, ambiguity, shall we say, about Killian, some of Killian's records. Yeah. So, so he was probably initially a bit of a hero, but I've, I wouldn't say I had second thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jasmine Paris is, yeah. is, I just find her so inspirational. Just her, I don't know what it is about her. She just goes about it with just such honesty, you know, yeah. just like, and also she doesn't like, she she could be a big star, she, you know, yeah. and, I, and there's nothing wrong with becoming a big star, like yeah. Courtney DeWalter or Jim Wamsey. She's, she could be like on that level, but yeah. she, she keeps doing her job. She's got her kids. She'll, yeah. she'll do the odd race here and there. Uh, and, you know, running is still just a hobby for her. Yeah. But there's something really inspiring about the fact she just goes out and does things. Yeah. I mean, she. so for those who don't know, she ran the Barkley yeah. Marathon. Uh, and Courtney DeWalter, who is an incredible runner yeah, yeah. and is an inspiration, has, has run that race twice now. And, and yeah. the, it's five 20-mile loops of this crazy race, which yeah. hardly anyone has ever finished. No woman's ever done more than three loops. Yeah. Courtney Walter, <clears throat> DeWalter has done one loop on both attempts. Nikki Spinks did one yeah. loop, who's another legend in the sport. And Jasmine Paris on her first attempt goes out and runs three loops. Wow. Uh, yeah, I just love the way she could just turn out. And you kind of knew you weren't, and I was actually kind of almost thinking she might do more. You yeah. Know, she might be the first woman to do four loops. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe even finish it. Yeah. And you just, I don't know, something so kind of hard and honest about her. Uh, and, and, and nice as well. She's a nice yeah. person. Uh, I can't say Damien Hall because... Yeah, that is just yeah. no. I'd like him a lot, but he's, he's too close of a friend <laughs> to be my inspiration. Uh, I mean, I, I do love the way Jim Walmsley is. Yeah. Uh, it will will go and tackle like half marathons and marathons. Yeah. I like the I like people who are not too purists. Like so, Killian's like it's not in the mountains and yeah. it's just a waste of time. Yeah. I, I still like. There's a kind of saying: any any distance, any surface. And I yeah. like people who are willing to. Have a go at that. Have a go at that and, and maybe go and run comrades or, you know, he yeah. Jim Wamsley ran the Olympic marathon trials and did, yeah. did all right, ran 2.15, I think, or maybe yeah. quicker. I think. Oh, wow. And uh, Tom Evans is another great yeah. British guy who's doing amazing stuff. Yeah. But yeah, none, none of them go back into like, yeah. inspired me to do it because I didn't really know. Well, then your biggest running inspiration is? <laughs> My biggest running inspiration, well, as a kid, I was madly in... I was a big fan of Steve Cram, but also Saida Wita, who was his big rival at the Have time. Have you met Steve Cram? Yeah, yeah I met Steve Cram. He, got, he needs to come on your podcast. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm actually, sure he will. It was a bit of a thrill for me because my two heroes growing up were Steve Cram and Kenny Daglish. And I had pictures of them on my wall <laughs> and everything. Both on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I met Steve Cram at this event uh, and it was a load of media. So I was working at The Guardian. I was yeah. there as a Guardian journalist. And there was about eight of us and he came in and it was like someone from Runners World, someone else. They they all introduced themselves, and I was the last person. And I was just about to say who I was, and Steve Cram said, "Oh, I know who you are." Oh, lovely! And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "You sure?" <laughs> Not the right person. Yeah, I can't think of any lookalikes for you, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so it was great, and we went for a run, and he actually spent the whole time running with me, chatting with me, and I was oh, so I was kind of quietly thrilled. I didn't say, "I'm your biggest fan." Like when you met Ronnie, and he'd like he loved your book. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> So I guess I could tell that story because that's just hilarious. Right? Yeah. So Ronnie O'Sullivan, yeah, he. <laughs> I basically I heard him going on about my book on a TV show and saying he really wanted to go to Kenya because he'd read this book. Yeah. 
And so I was doing Kenya trips at the time. So I yeah. said, well, maybe he'd like to come on my Kenya trip. I mean, why not? <laughs> Transit. And he, I got a message back from his agent saying he couldn't go, but he'd, he'd love to meet me. And do yeah. I want to go? It was the World Athletics Championships one at the time yeah. in London. Do I want to go to the World Athletics Championships with him? So, of course, I said, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> so I turn up and Ronnie's there and he, I, I meet him and we, we're sitting down in the stadium. Yeah. And he's sitting next to me and he, it's, it's hilarious. He turns to me and he goes, I love your books. I love it. Best book I ever read. Said, Did you write it yourself? <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. Like, maybe if you're oh. Ronnie O'Sullivan, you don't write it yourself. He's great. Generally. I was watching his Paul Hustle on Amazon, but oh, I yeah, can only yeah. get an, one episode. Oh, would brilliant. No, I'm totally, I was supposed to ring him today. Oh. I completely forgot. Well, oh, well. we don't have to go on too No, much no, no. Longer. It was this morning anyway. Oh, God. Oh, you wishing him luck for something? No, he wanted... So he is... Because you talked about the pool hustle. So yeah. he's now potentially doing a TV show about running. Oh, amazing. And he wanted to talk to me about it. And I said I'd call him. But I, I don't... He's not the kind of person who's going to get stressed about it. Okay. I think, but. The best thing he said on your podcast, which I loved, was he was, tra- he was playing snooker yeah. for three hours and he'd shot so many shots in a row. He's just like... <laughs> that's as good as I'll ever get I'll, yeah. just, I'll just stop now yeah just I love that about him like, mm. I, and I, I think like so one of the things I've noticed with the it's a really hard line to get right isn't it like really successful people because yeah. humility everyone loves it yeah. but then it's quite it's nice when someone's, as well, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you, you listen to these people and say I'm not really competitive I like yeah. being outdoors like, you're hugely competitive yeah. whereas when someone just goes yeah I just, just felt as good as I could <laughs> yeah he said sometimes I, I just feel like I completed snooker beat anyone you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the table just like tiny I can't miss <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm, I'm practising but I think there's no point practising anymore I can't get any better than this yeah. I may never feel that running but yeah. it'd be lovely to get there one day <laughs> well Jim Walmsley said that about Killian because Killian gives this kind of impression that he's not that competitive yeah. although reading his book he's he is, isn't he? Very competitive, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. But he gives this kind of, yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Jim Walmsley, when I, I did interview him about it, and he, well, about other stuff as well, but he said, yeah, was, uh, you don't win all those races if you're not no. competitive. He's so, like, he's just, so I, it's a nice impression he likes to give. I'd like to say that I am competitive, and I think that the, the funny thing going in tomorrow is like, you kind of think, oh, well, you know, we'll be running like, and you you had this, I think, early in your books. Oh, we'll be running like eight minute miles. Oh, you'll be, that's fast. You won't be going eight minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be running ten, 10 minute miles on that coast path. It's yeah. fast enough. Yeah. And that's it, isn't it? And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I could walk this. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, I definitely had that. I mean, I was even looking at the elites and, and yeah. they're running 10 minute miles. And I think I could win these races. Yeah. yeah. This is no problem. Which draws you in, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. But then you realise why they're running 10 minute miles. <laughs> like, in a way, I want to totally suck tomorrow because it yeah. would just defeat that ego going, oh, yeah, you'll yeah. be great at this. And then yeah. there's a little part of me going, oh, you might be great at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else on that? We had some good subjects there. Shall we have three little fun questions to round yeah, up on? Yeah, well, however you want to do it. So, yeah, we, we had a bit of fun with this on our last interview. We sort of had a few silly questions at the end. Um, my I'm friend... really bad at these silly questions, though. I'll try, though. Okay, so my friend Josh had one which I quite liked, um, which, I, yeah, you'll probably find it hard to answer, to be honest, but it was a good one. So, bonds for you, Adaranand. 
How is your voice so soothing? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this is a bit of a sore subject. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love this, actually. Yeah. No, go on. Well, because, so, <laughs> I, I like, you know, people have got, when you put a book out, you've got, you know, there's a lot of opinions on your book. And, and I've been really lucky. Like, all the reviews have been great. Yeah. All the Amazon reviews, like 99% are really good. And yeah. even on... Uh, Goodreads, an American website, I think it's called Goodreads, yeah. where they're really hypercritical. I get really good reviews. I was yeah. like, this is amazing. And then recently I started getting some really bad reviews. I thought, oh. And I was like, what? And I looked them up and they were all, so the Sorry last book, that, <laughs> the last book I did, the audio book. Yeah. And a lot of people hate my voice. They say, it's so boring, puts me to sleep. I can't listen to that guy. And, and and so so yeah so That's I've got really uh, it is a bit of a sore subject because yeah so it's that all my negative comments in some ways I don't mind because like I'm a writer not yeah. an audio you know voiceover yeah. person so it's not like they're criticizing my main thing but it was a little bit but then a lot of people have said they really love the fact that I read the audiobook and that made it much better than yeah. the other two because I didn't read the first two well yeah I think <laughs> I think the first one because I'm a lazy reader so yeah. I'd had it on audiobook yeah and yeah he he had some odd pronunciations oh, yeah. of things and sort of meeting you having heard someone he even else said my name wrong didn't he yeah, yeah. so that, that okay so yeah so so my soothing voice uh, maybe not so soothing. Yeah, maybe so too American, well, or too soothing. Here. Too soothing. So people think it's boring or soporific. But maybe they want to be. Maybe they used to, you know, Radio One DJs and stuff like that. And well, I recommended your podcast to Josh, and he's obviously been very happy and enjoying. Yeah. It. Well, I think the podcast it works because it's me and someone else. But the audio book, uh, well, well, some people love it. Some yeah. people say I don't want to put people off the audio book. Yeah. Go and check it out. <laughs> you <laughs> you might the, like my soothing tone. Good for going to bed. <laughs> I did actually, when I was when I was reading it, I was, because my kids were still, well, my son anyway, at least, I was still reading him bedtime yeah. stories at that point. And I always felt like, like I'd hear other people reading bedtime stories and they're just rattling through it. And I was yeah. like, no, you've got to read it with kind of feeling. So I thought I'd channel, I'd, like that's where I'd been practicing my reading aloud. In yeah. Effect. So I was kind of channeling a bedtime story. So maybe that's why it's more soporific than perhaps people were, some people were wanting. But there you go. That's, so, but I don't know. My voice is just my voice. So I don't know. Um, what does Michael Bolton mean to you? Well, to be honest, when I hear anything about Michael Bolton, the first thing I think about is Charlie Baker. Because <laughs> he's obsessed by him. Uh, you can give that a bit of backstory. Well, context. well, it was we went. So you came on our Kenya <laughs> Kenya camp and uh, kept going on about Michael Bolton, and, and I wasn't there the, the fateful day. Oh, when, when it started. When well, no, when you, my brother, and another guy called Anthony, <laughs> yeah, decided to uh, make a playlist to sing in the van at four o'clock in the oh, morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> At four o'clock in the Got morning, you go on a, a long journey, and, and I, I was we taking that day off. That, didn't we? Yeah, someone apparently after like five minutes had turned the van around. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. And then, <laughs> and then my brother came up with the, uh, the amazing compromise, which is just like him to go. Okay, I'll make a deal. We won't sing until the sun comes up. <laughs> and Jeeva, somehow that worked. Guy. Yeah, that's Jiva. Yeah, shout out to Jiva, my crazy brother. Yeah, who likes singing on buses. <laughs> So, so I think Michael Bolton came in to all of that. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it happened quite... So we'd all got... We 
flown to Eldoret from yeah. Nairobi. Yeah. And then we were just enjoying the drive to Iten. Yeah. And, it's, and, and, and uh, Becky looked out the window and yeah. she was like, oh, guys, look at that lovely Kenyan sunset. Yeah. First African sunset, yeah. stunning, looking out, out the window. And then the guy just had some radio on for us, yeah. and Michael Bolton, oh. Lean on Me had come on. <laughs> and it was just the mood. Was and, it just was like, <laughs> and I think, like, we looked at Anthony, we, we just sort of sniggered to yeah. each other, and then it just stuck. And then there was I didn't realise that's where it actually started. Yeah, oh. and then there was this idea of Michael Bolton joining the Thursday fartlek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just like it just became the theme of your like the background. Theme yeah, of your no, I, I thought there was something you'd brought with you from England. I didn't realise. No, no, I mean it stayed with the... me from Kenya. Yeah, that's where yeah. the love was born. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has got a good voice. It's nine to nine. Yeah, yeah nine to nine. If you're ever bored and looking for something to giggle at, Michael Bolton serving coffee on YouTube. I've seen that. Yeah, it's fantastic. And he sings out the names, and he, he does it well. Of course, he can. You know, for all his cheesiness, he can really sing. So. Yeah, he can about a few yeah. lines, can't he? Yeah. Um, and I did have one other. Oh, that was it. While we're on big celebrities, oh, yeah. have you ever been to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house? Digitally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a viewer, have you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I have a good friend in. Well, he, he's a good friend, but he he, he he's I, a lovely guy. Yeah, Conyers. He connected with me through reading the books. Okay. So he'd read the books, and then he he decided he wanted to get some Kenyans over from Jaffa. And, That's such and, a nice story. Can you tell that one? Yeah. That's so really he nice. he kind of crowdfunded to get two of the guys from Running with the Kenyans. Yeah. For anyone team. not listening, yeah. Jaffa. Who I have had the pleasure of meeting. He's just, such what, a lovely how, guy. How tall is Jaffet? Five four, five three. Yeah, five three. He weighs forty nine kilograms. When he's at his racing weight, isn't yeah. He? But he'll still, he'll, he'll still. He showed me that he was not weak. You know, yeah. he sort of like squared up to me, and so yeah. he would, he would take me on. Yeah. <laughs> if it came to a, a fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he came second in the Edinburgh Marathon. So yeah. He's not that. Yeah. But he's a yeah wisp. He's like a child. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. Uh, but but. Bit faster, Vanna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this other guy, Shadrach, from the from the book, yeah. who was the uh, also in my kind of team in the book. So Konya's crowdfunded to get them yeah. to run the California Marathon. But Konya's was he was actually David Cameron's campaign manager when he became uh, ah. prime minister the first time. Wow. And he was Arnold Schwarzenegger's campaign manager when he became governor of California, and is still like Arnold Schwarzenegger's right hand yeah. man. So Konya's is quite good at this. So he raised a ton of money. Yeah. And uh, so much so that he... Well, it was it was really interesting because there are... It's always difficult getting a Kenyan, particularly an unknown Kenyan, like the guys yeah. we were getting out, yeah. getting them visas and tickets. And, and there was all sorts of drama. And he actually... They were going to miss the flight because they weren't being given the visa. Yeah. And it was like hours to spare before the flight took off. And they still yeah. didn't have the visa. And he says he got Nancy Pelosi's office to call the American embassy wow. in Nairobi. And give them the visa. <laughs> so he was like really pulling some strings. Yeah. And so they turn up in California. But they've got all this money, so they put them up in like the Hilton and then the <laughs> best hotel. They mustn't know what hit them up. Well, he did tell me later that their uh, their room bill was quite a lot <laughs> at the end They're of the day. They were living it up. Uh, and, and as a result, they both uh, did really badly in the race. And, <laughs> and uh, Jaffet... Jaffet dropped out and Shadrach ran like 242 or something, which oh. obviously is not too bad, but for elite Kenyan is pretty slow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it was a slightly failed experiment, but 
And then, and then, interesting. Then we started trying to crowdfund to get a Kenyan ultra runner. Yeah, uh, and and it was it's a long old story of lots of pitfalls and everything was going wrong. And eventually, we ended up with this Ethiopian guy in California to run the North Face wow. Fifty, which is this big yeah. ultra run in, in California. And then the wildfire struck. Yeah, and the race was cancelled. Yeah, and so but he's still in California. This Ethiopian <laughs> guy and 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 Kanye's is like well. He's come all this way. We try and find him a race, and, and so in the end, entered him into a marathon in, in, that was going on that weekend. And he ended up coming second in the marathon because he took a wrong turn. Yeah. So it was quite a local marathon. He should have won. But anyways, weirdly, he then spent that evening handing out Thanksgiving turkeys with Arnold Schwarzenegger, this Ethiopian guy. Amazing. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is such a big star that he's yeah. big even in Ethiopia. So these guy, this guy was like, whoa. And there's this surreal footage of Arnie and this Ethiopian guy, who I've never met, yeah. and Konya's handing out Thanksgiving <laughs> turkeys. But yeah, so we we have a on the Patreon page, we have a book club. Which I love. Which you're part of. Yeah. He's it, good fun. And Konya's hosts them. Yeah. I don't know why, just because he's always doing me favours, and yeah. he's got a... You know, a paid Zoom account where you can. Have <laughs> That's right. Lots of people without timeout. Yeah, without timeout. <laughs> so he hosts it, but one time he was in Arnold Schwarzenegger's kitchen, and he was a bit busy, so he just left the the camera on. Yeah. And so then he walked off, and so everyone logged on, and I was like, "Yeah, you see that screen? That... I've never watched an empty doorway. <laughs> yeah. So there wasn't much... much going on, was there? No, was All just... the tops were clear. There were no clues. Oh, if he'd come by, I would have just. Yeah. Sat. But we were being hosted in Arnold Schwarzenegger's kitchen. And it was a book club, and I love I love the almost (laughs) (laughs) the almost opposites there. Having watched like you know Terminator Two as a kid, (laughs) never really thought I'd be attending a book club in his kitchen. Yeah, I do seem to often find myself in these bizarre situations. I'm like, how is this happening again? (laughs) Maybe that's what brought you to ultra running after all. Well, someone did say to me, "There's a quote I use it in my book." I was at so the first ultra run I did, partly. Well, I, I wouldn't say by mistake, but I, I wasn't sure what I was doing, but I got asked to do it by the Financial Times oh, yeah, as an article. Okay. Uh, and I found myself in the desert in Oman running 100 miles. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy just said to me, you go to the crazy places, you meet the crazy people. Oh, yeah. I and that. Uh, that just, I wasn't, at that point, I wasn't thinking of writing a book about ultra running, yeah. but that did plant a little seed in my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, from my point of view of, like material characters, yeah. unusual people. Ultra running is pretty full of it. So yeah, like a few of the guests on your yeah. podcast, like Rosie Swellpoke, oh, I yeah. to the other day. Like what a lovely, amazing character. Yeah, extreme um, people. Yeah. and and Rosie Swellpoke. For anyone who doesn't know, look her up or listen to my podcast with her. But there's so many extreme people in ultra running. You always think there's always someone doing something more extreme. Than, yeah. than 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 you, you meet pink. anyone. But then you get to Rosie Swale Pope and there is no more. You can't get more extreme. She basically, her whole life is running. She doesn't even have a house. She, yeah. she lives in a cart the size of a sleeping bag. Yeah. And she runs and she's 70, must be 75 now. Yeah. She's in the middle of, at the moment, running to Kathmandu. Wow. Uh, probably on her way back from Lapland. She was yeah. going to stop in Lapland over the winter. Yeah. Run, running there, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, yeah, and she doesn't stop talking. I actually asked her one question. And uh, she talked at me for about two hours. <laughs> I had to edit it down and, it and insert questions. But she's brilliant, yeah. She's wonderful. If I didn't ask a question from Bart, I think that would be unfair. Because okay. he's, he's, he's sort of the cerebral one of our group. Mm. So having experienced the full range of races, park run, local cross-country, 100-mile mountain races, 
What experiences in running do you treasure? Oh, well, I yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I did, and this sounds a bit egotistical, but it was the few races I've won. Yeah, you know, they're they're quite thrilling. And there was one particular race which I was not expecting to win at all. I thought I was quite ill, and my two young daughters were there. They were about six and four at the time. Yeah, and they were with my mother-in-law who'd taken them, and I don't think she had any clue at that point. This was before I went to Kenya that I mm. was anyway a good runner. Yeah. And so we, it was the Powdrum Castle 10K. Oh, fantastic. And she said she was standing there and going, right, we have to try and spot your dad, try and spot your dad. And then I came running by in first place. She was like... I, I, I think did. you managed to weave that into your first book. Actually, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't not do that. And, and I, yeah, so winning a race is quite special. Yeah. I have to say, another, it's not a race at all, but just running in a group of Kenyans. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, you know. Uh, was that the fartlek or just general? Just any, probably not the fartlek because you probably, you get it's dropped pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a more kind of easy pace run. Yeah. Particularly like at dawn and yeah. the, the, nobody's talking. It's just the sound of like maybe 50, 50 feet on the dirt road and the yeah. sun's coming up and you're just in the middle of it. And, and particularly the Kenyans start their runs very slowly. Yeah. So you, uh, I could keep up for maybe half an hour you yeah. know it, it, they build build up the pace and just that feeling of being in that yeah. it was like exhilarating and just like wow this is you know as a runner it's quite a special feeling and it is. creates a rhythm of its own this group and you almost feel like you're in it and you can yeah. bounce along much easier well, you were, weren't you? yeah 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 exactly <laughs> you were i was yeah uh so that's a quite a special one i think probably finishing a few of those ultra well not even finishing them actually I, I had this weird thing with some of the ultra runs where finishing was almost a bit of an anti-climax yeah you reach this point within the race where you're kind of totally at one with what you're doing and then like after struggles and struggles and struggles and there are these moments in the race where you're just you just feel like you could go forever and actually you don't want to stop <clears throat> you get to the end and it's almost like oh now i've got to deal with life again and i've got to find my <laughs> hotel or you know, have a shower. That was just I was just happy out running in the mountains. So. Yeah. But it's hard to pinpoint those. There was definitely probably the last the last downhill on the UTMB, so it was downhill, so that was yeah. easy. Yeah. But I definitely I'd come through many, many ups and downs. Yeah. And I was just you know, I was beaming. At one point I stopped, there was a little bench. So I was running with two friends who'd got I'd got yeah. a bit of head up. So I thought I'd wait for them on this bench. I just sat down on this bench with this woman with her her daughter yeah it's chatting away she said, are you in this race i was like yeah i'm in the race just waiting for my friends all like, oh, right and it's just like i just felt like oh, life's so good you know uh, there's probably a few of those uh running downhill generally on a on a big mountain race is yeah. is fun running know? downhill just generally yeah like that is but like a, a really a downhill that goes on for like 5k oh nice quite nice grassy yeah. Gra- exactly grassy oh, not on a road yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the uh, the Lavaredo Ultra Trail. Yeah, the last ten k pretty much is all downhill. Wow! And I was that was probably the ultra run I've done the best at. Yeah, and I was really in the zone, and I was just absolutely flying. I think I gained like two hundred places on that last downhill. Oh wow! And I was just yeah, it was just buzzing, and That's also amazing. it was just I had this kind of goal to get there before nightfall, and I was yeah. I was going to do it, but it was just dusk, so it was yeah. like a lovely feeling in the air. And, so yeah, so quite a few things I think. And then yeah. probably to round off on, it's a classic on the back foot question that we like is yeah. where's it gone wrong? What is your worst 
running experience. Oh, God, I've got loads of those. <laughs> the first thing that pops into mind, for example, is, is the many times, particularly as a teenager more than a, than an adult. It doesn't happen so much these days, but when you get caught out, you know, when you really need the bathroom and there isn't one. <laughs> that's that's horrible feeling. And your stomach starts cramping. Yeah. I used to get that a lot as a teenager. The the public lavatories were not so good in those days. <laughs> I remember. Uh, worst experiences. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm going right back. I I remember going all the way down to Cornwall to run the English schools cross oh, country, yeah, yeah. and uh, dropping out halfway through and feeling pretty pretty miserable about that. Yeah. Especially as we got because it was all the way down in Cornwall, we got put up with what a family with the race. I got a really terrible stitch, like oh, really debilitating. You can't like, do anything. Can no, you? well, I've had stitches in the past which go, but this was like right under the ribs, mm. and uh, I just yeah couldn't get rid of it, and I just I just stopped. I should I probably should have carried on at least, but the pain's actually pretty yeah, horrendous. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and stopping will relieve it. Yeah, so you, you I can't felt, be as a kid. Yeah, and then I went. I had to go back to this house. This family had put us up. Yeah. They were quite excited to have this kid yeah. who was running the national cross yeah. country and then come back and I'd spend the next night with them as well like, how did you get on you know I dropped out <laughs> we come all the way down and you so that they yeah. didn't say so surely did no 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 I'm sure they didn't <laughs> just served you a scone with the blooming jam on it first probably <laughs> I'm just thinking did I ever get beaten by you probably that's got to be a low point that's got to be all time though <laughs> I seem to remember you passing me up the last hill on the Castle Drogo once yeah yeah that was bad that's, that's a bitter pill. <laughs> to know that you've paced a race worse than me is uh, tough. Yeah, no, I'm pacing is my worst. I'm terrible. I, I've run, I've run half marathon PBs in marathons many times. Yeah, yeah, amazing. That's a nice one. Yeah. Okay, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, okay, it's been really, really good fun. Yeah, nice it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, unless there's anything you want to. Is there anything you want to drop in? Any plugs that you need no, to make for no, any of your various... The, no, you've done the Patreon is good. Yeah, yeah. If, you've, if you've read any of my books and you, you like yeah. the content, there's lots more on patreon.com. I would plug The Way of the Runner because I feel like your middle book yeah. has actually got a lot of lovely stuff in it. Yeah. Got a little humorous moment in it, which yeah. I'll let the readers discover for themselves, yeah. which yeah. I liked to b- bother you about when I first <laughs> yeah. read it. I think that every book has one moment like that. <laughs> what, where, you get a message from me from? Well, <laughs> that I can imagine is the moment you're thinking of, where it just a couple of people, a couple of times, both, with all three books, yeah. was that a typo? Was that, oh, <laughs> it's just so out of character with the rest of the book. Yeah. But, it's, uh, but they're all true. They're all true events that happen. So. It's a well-rounded human being yeah. that you are, that yeah. you need. <laughs> To, to enter all these things and to yeah. try you yeah. know you've tried everything in running I feel yeah maybe yeah. is there anything you haven't tried yet well well but for but, yeah running 3,100 miles uh no not really not that I can not, not that I'm desperate to try that I can think of and what are you trying next we'll finish on that uh so I've got the Thames Path 100 100 mile race on the Thames Path and when's that yeah, 7th of May right yeah. Well, I'll be looking out for how you get on yeah. there. Yeah, I need to get get training. <laughs> and you're back to training after your injury? Yeah, yeah, I did 22k this morning. So It looks solid. I saw a few crowns on it, so... Uh, just PBs, I think. Are they, they're not crowns, are they? PBs are PBs. <laughs> but we weren't running hard, we were, we yeah. were ambling, so... 
I must have been past that even more ambling in the past. <laughs> it's good to be out there, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wicked. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Thanks That's for coming right. on. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm always, like, scared. At the yeah, end. you have to press stop. Don't you just you press know? stop. We talked about running, we talked about other things too. Thank you for joining, we hope you enjoyed it. That was on the back foot. What's that you hear? Well, listeners, that is a pheasant. And this little extra tidbit at the end is a little story about how on my morning walk this morning I came face to face with fear. As I was walking down a hill I felt something brush on my leg. It turned out to be a pheasant that then turned on me and chased me. Chased me down a bank where I slipped and fell but got back up and round a tree where, yep, I turned and he was still there staring at me. I raised my boot in self-defence, not attack, and he didn't come any closer. But by this point I realised he wasn't giving up the ghost, so I had to run away down the hill on my merry little way. And what you might have noticed was during the podcast I made the mistake of saying there aren't animals that really scare us or, you know, make us at any danger in England. That's why I prefer running in the trails in England compared to Canada. And it would look like I was very much mistaken. <laughs>